Hi and welcome everyone to the 79th episode of Serum Rocks. This is Marcus Erlandsson and today's podcast will be about Forms Pro. And with me today I have Megan V. Walker from PowerObjects. Megan Walker is a Microsoft MVP, lead consultant and capability manager at PowerObject. She's also known as Emoji Megs and a big advocate for marketing, portals and forms. Welcome Megan V. Walker. Thank you. Why is this Megan V. Walker? Megan V. Walker. So when I first started my blog and I googled Megan Walker, unfortunately, there's there's it's quite common and there's already a Megan Walker that had my domain name. So I had to figure out something quickly. I thought I'll just throw my middle initial in there. So it's just easier to be recognized online if you've got um, your your name the same as your domain and all that sort of stuff. So that's the V. That's why. As a lead consultant and capability manager, what is it that you do? Yeah, good question. A uh, bit of everything. So, um, so at the minute, I'm working on a on a, on a very large project. Uh, so, I essentially lead the team of functional consultants from a uh, will. We'll say CRM, but because it's shorter than Dynamics 365 for customer engagement. Um, so the, there's that side of things from the project perspective and, and running that. And then a capability manager is basically uh, where you, you know, you've know you got a team of, of consultants and I help them, mentor them. Um, and uh, yeah, they would come to me for sort of uh, more admin type issues at things or questions if needed. We are customers all the time what's your last memorable customer experience as a customer oh good question actually last night um so last night the the project that i'm on it was kind of the end of a fairly significant phase and so we went out as a as a joint team with the customer and um, and also uh, team members from power objects and we went to a restaurant uh, that was uh, an indian it's interesting it was thai and indian food at the same place which i've never seen before um and so there was probably about 35 of us and they were really, really good. The service was fantastic. The food was excellent. Um, so, yeah, just really, really good customer service and fantastic experience. So, yeah, last night and the food was good as well. So that was memorable. And that's always nice when it's something good yet that you remember, not just the bad things that you cling on to. Yeah, I try and focus on the positives rather than the negatives. Yeah, so. that's always good. Yeah. <laughs> You were all about marketing um, and portals before. What yeah. happened? Oh, well, so nothing necessarily happened. One thing that I um, try and do when I'm writing my blogs, and I, and I hope that it that it comes across, is I don't want to feel like I'm writing about something because I have to. I want to write about things that I am passionate about myself and that I'm also learning about continuously. So... Um, when I first started out, a lot of the things that I was writing, it was because I was on, I was working for a company where I was dealing with about 10, 12 projects at one time. They were obviously a lot smaller, um, but there was a lot going on. So each client had completely different requirements and there were things that I was still learning and figuring out for myself. So I would 
take the learning experience and then think, well, if, if I've learned something from it, there are other consultants like me that are either just starting out or they've never had to do this before on a project. So I would write it, I would document it, um, put screenshots and everything and, and put that out on the blog. And then this year, what I wanted to try and do is is focus on uh, subjects for a longer period of time. So, so have kind of a a more planned out strategy, if you will. So portals is something that I was always interested in and, and have, you know, created websites and things like that in the past. So I consciously made a decision, right, I'm going to almost do the first quarter. So Q1 was all about portals. Um, and then I was thinking of a subject for Q2. And then Forms Pro was released uh, right before that. Um, and so I thought, oh, let me have a look at this. I'm interested in it from a marketing perspective to um, get feedback from customers, customer service, and also, like I said, marketing in terms of the branding of it and uh, how that plays into leads and, and all that sort of stuff. So it was perfect. And the fact that it was new, no one had really, well, I don't think anyone had written anything about it other than maybe one blog post to say what it was. Um, but it was a good sort of opening to where I was able to start pushing out the stuff that people didn't know anything about. So that's kind of why we went with Forms Pro next instead of portals and moving on from it. Yeah, and I'm really grateful because it's helped me a lot. I didn't know much about Forms Pro before. Oh, good, so, good. So if you try to explain to me that are new to this, then what is Forms Pro? Yeah, I think maybe there will be a lot of people out there that know about Microsoft Forms um, and have maybe even used it themselves in the past. Um, so originally it was, uh, so it's an online survey creator and originally it was Office Forms. Um, so it's part of Office 365 and Microsoft Forms was uh, sort of led on from Office Forms and that was released in June of 2016. So when it was first released as Microsoft Forms, it was kind of, uh, I would say, predominantly used by educators to create surveys and quizzes. And then in March of 2019 was when Forms Pro was released. Um, it's in currently in preview mode at the moment. Um, so it's built in. It's got a built in integration with Office 365, Office 365 and Dynamics 365 and Power Platform. So it's it's i mean in, in simple terms like i said it's a, it's an online survey creator but it's got so many cool features and things that you can do with it now that it's got that sort of uh, integration with dynamics 365 at least from our perspective in the um, crm world so that means that it's really on cds and that's what we're trying to say when we talk about that it's dynamics right yeah yeah so um so i think still just kind of for the the people that are listening, I know that um, in in the sort of community world, then a lot of people are familiar with CDS and that's common data service. And there's, but there's also a whole uh, sort of world of consultants and uh, system administrators and users of uh, Dynamics 365 customer engagement or CRM um, that aren't necessarily aware of what that is. So um, the huge uh i guess the huge benefit now with forms pro and the exciting part is that rather than just kind of having the results stored that you could then ex export and you know into excel or um, get emails and, and things like that with the 
the Microsoft Forms with Forms Pro what you're then able to do is because those records are going into the common data service and your Dynamics 365 data is stored in the common data service, you are then able to use the power of someone responding to a survey to then trigger something in Dynamics or have something happen in Dynamics to then trigger a survey. So you've got that sort of uh, end-to-end solution, if you will, to do things that happen outside of this, of your Dynamics environment to um, create those surveys or again like I said have it based on something that triggers from with inside that environment so that is really really cool and exciting. So I just realized now that you can use this then as a lead generation tool here sign up here from this form and then you will send that data into perhaps the leads table itself in Dynamics then. Absolutely yes so um, one of the blogs actually I think it went out on Tuesday, um, one of the blogs that I did was talking about that exact thing. So uh, one of the features is you can take your survey and you can embed it into a website. So if you embed your your survey, um, maybe you put, um, maybe you've got events pages or something, or you've got uh, pages for different services or different products that you have. You could take a survey, embed it into your web page, and then you can also use what is uh, known as a basically a parameter to pass from the form back through into that response that comes into CDS and know exactly which page they were on and know exactly which product they were interested in or which event they were interested in, that kind of thing. So, yes, absolutely. You could start to use this tool um, for for lead generation or if you're out and, at an event and you've got your tablet and you just want to turn it over you've got a nicely formatted um, laid out f- um, form so it's you know it's a survey creator but essentially it's a form it's not always going to be a survey it's just give us some information um, so so yes for sure this could be used as a lead generation tool it started with some forms and service but now it's sort of part of dynamics and crm then or do you still think of it as more of a separate tool that just is part of this better together story then yeah i i think that that to me is is the beauty of it is that you've got uh like i said before maybe like educators were kind of what microsoft forms was was kind of aimed at when that was released in 2016 and and it was predominantly used um or or, or it was um heavily used within that uh sector if you will um so that's awesome because it can still be used in that way so from an from a uh, perspective of someone currently using microsoft forms they don't have to change the way the way in which they're using it um but now that we're saying okay well that information's stored in cds then we have this open uh you know this this door that's then opened to say right well from in our world um to where we work with with CRM. I know I shouldn't call it CRM, but it's just a habit, isn't it? It I always go back to CRM. And it is I, CRM. I still rocks. go with CRM. Rocks, so <laughs> yeah, I think exactly. It's, it's we'll, we'll stay on brand for you. It's CRM because it's CRM rocks. Um but so so the fact that now we can we can then bring that information directly into into CRM is is fantastic, but then obviously it's not just CRM that can use um the, the common data service is it so so it, it does then open that um, 
world or, or the world of possibility even further to where you could do things with, you know, with other systems. You've also then got the ability to use Microsoft Flow to be able to use um, from the trigger perspective. So again, like I said, talking about something happening in in CRM, obviously one of the most uh, uh, logical touch points to get feedback is when a case is closed. Um, So having the case be closed by the uh, customer service um, representative in CRM and closing that and then them not having to do anything further, but having that when a case is closed using Microsoft Flow and using that trigger from the CDS um, uh, connector and saying when this case is closed, then send a uh, survey um, email request to this person. So you're you're using all of that that from Forms Pro. So to me, it's it's part of the whole exciting. Uh, power platform, full sort of um, spectrum of tools that we're able to use. And from a, cult, a consultant's perspective, I'm excited that I'm like, okay, well, I know how to use Flow and I've used it on other things. Um, obviously, I, I know how to use CRM. Um, and now I'm learning Forms Pro. So we can take all these things that we as consultants know and all these tools that are really exciting on their own, but then combine them together and, and, and create a more uh, powerful survey um, platform or tool for somebody. If we try to go into the functionality of Forms Pro, then is there in a difference between Forms and Forms Pro in what it can ask for and what the product can do? Um, so it's it's kind of um, I guess it's extending uh, and uh, yeah extending the capabilities of other features that already exist in in Microsoft Forms. Um, so it, anyone that has has used that before it's okay you, you know you can create different types of questions you can have your single text field uh, single you know single line of text you can make it into multiple lines you can have essentially what we would call the equivalent of an of an option set where you can put your different values in um so so that that's all there so from somebody that's that's familiar with Microsoft Forms, you know, they're 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 getting they they're not losing that. So what they're what they they're gaining is, like I said, the the um, uh, the CDS um, element of it, and then being able to use Microsoft Flow to automate those survey distributions. So creating the flows that's going to be able to be um, sending out and collecting that feedback from a customer, like I said, based on the closure of a case or to find out about their um, experience with support, um, embedding those surveys into a website, um, being able to put stuff into a, into a Power App, um, being able to collect that contextual um, data and use those parameters to customize an email that says, hi, Marcus, um, please tell us about the... Uh, uh, customer experience you had when we worked with you on case one two three four five. Um, you know, John Smith closed your case. Can you give us feedback about John Smith? So being able to to do that, which you haven't been able to do previously with Microsoft Forms. Um, and and again, like I said, talking about Forms Pro and how it's as the data is stored in Common Data Service, it's going to mean that you can use the entire power platform that we already know rather than kind of trying to piece together 
your survey data because you've got things that happen in this platform and you've got something that happens in another platform and then you're having to export that information out of something else and then import it into another survey tool um so so that is that to me is the biggest biggest piece of it is is that it's um in the common data service um using power bi um for reporting um and the the functionality that's given out of the box without even trying to kind of write your own reports or do anything um, is really cool in terms of the dashboards and the um, the analytics that it gives you. Um, so, so for a, I don't want to say a basic user, but somebody that is not necessarily really into tech to where they want to dig in and do it themselves, but obviously they want to get some powerful analytics. Um, there's, there's sentiment insights um, that are provided out of the box as something that just is there when you have a have a survey it's part of the responses to where you can get some analytics um, and kind of dig into that a little bit further so that that intelligent insight um, that you're able to gain without having to set something up yourself or have a certain level of um, technical ability to be able to do that um, I think is, is absolutely huge does this pro means that it has more business focus than than the other forms perhaps that's what they're trying to say yes. well i'd say based on other things pro probably is basically price it's going to cost you <laughs> so so at the moment there's nothing official that's been released but um you know if you if you think about uh your power bi um uh tool and you've got a pro license for Power BI. So what does that mean? It means that you have to pay. So so to me, when it, when it first was uh, released in terms of um, when it came out in, in March and I first started looking at it, I was like, well, yeah, if we, if we go along the lines of other things that, that Microsoft has done, pro means price, doesn't it? It just means that there's going to be a cost to it. Um, so yes, obviously, w- with with cost, with pricing comes should come more functionality so yes you're getting all that but it's just that it's been it's been built with that um, cds in mind and, and obviously the fact that the entities um they're going into the cds then then that by the very nature of it is uh, is is the functionality that we really need um but as of yet there's nothing that's been announced in terms of uh, cost licensing or anything like that i mean they could be sort of consume-based that is okay you pay for the storage and since you're storing more questions here you pay for that that cost would be very low so i'm not sure that's enough for them but we're just speculating here so perhaps just leave it for later well exactly exactly i don't have you know even even as mvp i do not have that that knowledge um it's not anything that's been um released um it is there are many uh, ways that they could go. Yes, it could be based on uh, consumption, the number of uh, the number of surveys, the number of responses that you receive. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to, to see because I think they're in a in a good position to really kind of uh, give users something really really valuable that isn't. They're not going to. They need to be careful not to price themselves out of that to where people will just think okay the cost is not worth it we'll carry on using something like survey monkey because it's you know maybe maybe it ends up being being cheaper yeah that would be just horrible sorry that would just be horrible (laughs) 
well, we don't want that. And I don't. That's obviously mm. why, you know, I, I've been putting out so much content about it. I think it's a really good, um, a good tool. Um, but that, that's it. We just need to wait and see what happens with it from a pricing perspective. Okay. So what's the difference between a quiz and a form? Um, good question. Um, quizzes, I have not gone down the path too much. Um, so so quiz, the quiz is something that's part of Microsoft Forms. Microsoft Forms Pro doesn't have any changes or any difference to um, what the quizzes uh, have been like prior to, to, to March of this year. Uh, so it's it's very much the the survey, the online survey creator aspect of it. If you are using Microsoft Forms Pro, you get the, the quiz capability and that functionality um, in a in a basic sense it's um, something that let's say let's say as an organization you hold um, a course and at the end of it for somebody to be able to pass the course then we want them to take a quiz we could we could use that or internally perhaps it's something that you use for from an onboarding perspective for your new employees and after the first week, they're going to take a, a quiz based on what they've learned in, you know, in the first few days. Or maybe it's something that on an ongoing basis, you provide uh, training for them. And then that's going to be part of it is they they take the quiz and then someone can review those, uh, the, the answers. It, it can be graded. Um, you know, you can kind of uh, analyze that. So it's that is also, if, if you remember, I'm saying the Microsoft Forms was um used very heavily by educators for the surveys and the quizzes so obviously from an education perspective that's that's really huge especially if you know you've got a school that is uh, using um, office 365 then those users are already all set up and you've got um, a, a really cool tool to where you can um, have it based on on a, on a user's um, credentials and that's how you're sending out those quizzes and so it's a little bit more secure and, and all of that stuff so it's there but it was there before and nothing has changed with the quiz aspect of um, the forms if that makes sense yeah that makes sense to me at least yeah so if if we try to look at more options that you can ask for there is an option to ask for a net promoter score so yes. can you elaborate a little yeah, bit absolutely. on what that, that is yes absolutely so that's something else that um uh, i've i've written about before i've actually did I, I did a presentation last summer um can't believe it's that long ago now i'm in the summer again um but uh there was a virtual summer camp that um the crm user group put on and I did a presentation about uh, Net Promoter Score and how to incorporate it into your organization. So that was using Voice of the Customer, which maybe we can we can talk about next. Um, so that was using Voice of the Customer and how you could, every time you, you got somebody um, who'd provided that, that Net Promoter Score feedback, um, you could use that and basically calculate your Net Promoter Score. For, so for anyone that's listening that isn't 100% uh, certain what that Net Promoter Score is, every single one of us will have been asked the Net Promoter Score at some point and usually probably at least once a month, if not more. So anytime you have any interaction with a company that is that – is, um, using Net Promoter Score as a gauge, if you fill out a survey, it will have, I think it's typically going to be the last question. They might have a, a follow-up question to it. But that question that says, 
how likely are you to recommend us to your friends, family, colleagues, whatever it might be? So it might have slight nuances in the way it's wording, but predominantly that's what the question is. And that um, response that you give is on a scale from zero to 10. So if somebody gives a zero to a six, they are what's known as a detractor. So it's somebody that is really pissed off with you. They are not going to recommend you in the slightest, but even worse than that, they might actually go out and detract from your business by being vocal online. So vocal on Twitter or Facebook or LinkedIn or Instagram or whatever it might be, um, sharing their negativity. So Marcus, at the beginning, when you asked me about my last memorable customer experience, and yes, I was positive, um, but if I had shared and said, oh, I went to ABC company and they were awful, they were rude, their food was awful, I've then become a detractor from that organization. If someone provides a seven or an eight, they're happy enough, but they are not going to go out and shout and tell other people how, how good you are. They are passive. They're kind of middle of the road, we might say. Um, anyone that gives a nine or a ten they've become a promoter for you. Um, so if I were to share the name of this um, restaurant that I went to and I said, you've got to go, it's amazing, it's fantastic. Oh my God, I'm going to go out and put a, a review on Google. I'm going to post about it on Twitter, all those things. I've become a promoter for that organization. So that's the net promoter score. So what then happens is, let's say that we take um, 100 uh, people and they've um, all given responses and we've got um uh you know a, a third that are detractors a third that are uh, passives a third that are promoters what we do is we take the percentage that are detractors and the percentage that are promoters and we subtract um the pr uh, detract detractors from the promoters and then that gives us a score your score is either going to be negative 100 or positive 100 and anywhere in between so obviously you want it to be in the positives so that's net promoter score just in sorry that felt quite long-winded but just in case anyone wasn't sure what the net promoter score um, was and a lot of companies use that it's very common to use that to kind of assess you the overall um, feeling of, of, of happiness or satisfaction from your your customers so one of the questions that um, is, is so when you set up your questions on the forms pro survey I think at the minute there are seven different types of questions and net promoter score is its own type of question so that will be something that um, again if you're tracking net promoter score you'd have it on your survey now that's great from the forms pro perspective the thing that is a bit of a um, a bit of a challenge is that that is the forms pro uh, sorry that is the net promoter score that you're able to see calculated for that specific survey so if you think about let's say this is a low number but let's say you've got um, 10 questions as an organization sorry you've got 10 surveys as, as an organization that means you're going to have 10 different net promoter scores calculated one for each survey which obviously is is not what you want is it um so i did a blog post about that specifically um a few weeks ago and that was how to calculate your organization's net promoter score using forms pro rather than just getting a net promoter score per survey so this is again another really good example of um using microsoft flow to be able to say, right, well, when this happens and we get that response back from a survey, if there's a net promoter score question on it, 
then let's go ahead and set that um, that net promoter score feedback on the contact record. And then we do some calculation in, in uh, Dynamics 365 to be able to then get our overall organization's net promoter score. So it's cool that we can we can still do that with um, with Forms Pro and and use the net promoter score question that they provide and then just take it that little bit step further that we wouldn't be able to with form just regular forms that we can actually calculate it with Forms Pro. Is this per time unit that you calculate this net promoter scores? You have like, okay, this month or this quarter we have this net promoter score and is it going up or down or how do you use it yourself for power up this usage? Um, so not necessarily, um, let's, so let's just, um, I, I don't obviously as a, as a person, um, but, uh, and um, not necessarily something that I need to be okay, discussing with our objects to do, but, but in terms of um, previous organizations that I've worked with and also customers that have implemented this, then um, really it's what is our score at this moment in time. So, so let's say that uh, you as a customer respond to three different surveys. It's really the last um, response on the last survey that you gave. So maybe today, you gave a 10 because the person that helped you out was amazing and you're on top of the world and you think that, you know, that, that company is fantastic. And then the next day, someone's not so good and you're like, mm, okay, it was a seven or an eight. And the next day, the person is just rude, don't help you out. So maybe you drop it down to a five. That five is then what really is used to use as part of that calculation for the overall net promoter score. So yes, as an organization, it's a good idea to keep track and see what it was in January, February, March, and so on. So you can see, well, where did we start to go wrong? But your net promoter score is, is what is it at this moment in time? All right. So you said that, oh, this is something different than voice of the customer because it sounds quite similar in the description and when you talk about it. So from your point of view, what is the difference? Um, yeah, so I guess when I say it's different as in um, the, so I, I did this in my, my um, presentation at the um, virtual summer camp for CRM user group was was about voice of the customer specifically. So um, the, the process to be able to calculate that net promoter score has a few slight differences because voice of the customer is, is a part of um, Dynamics 365 customer engagement, it's not something that you use outside of that specific um, system. You can't use it anywhere else. That's the only place. So that is, there's, there's nothing official that has been released from Microsoft as to what will happen with voice of the customer. So at the minute, it would just be speculation. Um, so it's it's likely that if if Microsoft are, are putting their efforts into another survey tool, it's kind of one of those things that you'd just take an educated guess, wouldn't you, and an assumption that that is likely to be going away. So the although voice of the customer, everything happened within CRM itself, um, and that and that was great. It it's a it can be for some a bit of a challenging tool to use. Um, I personally really enjoyed using it. Um, I thought it was a good tool. You could do, you know, there wasn't really much that I didn't find that you could do with it that I would think you would want to. So it was, it was certainly good. The, the, again, like we, if we go back to now, the fact that Forms Pro, yes, it sits outside of any, any specific product, 
because it's part of the Office 365 sort of um, uh, power platform type thing, that means that that could be used by so many different organizations that aren't just necessarily using CRM that are using other things or, or that are using CRM and using a uh, you know a, another Microsoft system and want to be able to combine stuff from multiple places. Um, so you know somebody that's using like talent or um, or uh, finance and operations or, or whatever it might be. So yes, voice of the customer was good just always good for just CRM stuff. But I think that's that's the best part of it is that now Forms Pro can be can tie so many other things in together. I think from a usability point of view there is a pretty big difference from voice of the customer. That was pretty tedious to construct. But if you're looking at Forms Pro, it's really fast to Oh, create absolutely. a form and just okay this is the question this is the type of answer that i want and you just go with it in like 15 20 minutes you have a complete form absolutely in... and and not even not even that that long for some because what happens is as you start to put in your questions and you go to add the next one it says here's what we're suggesting you add next based on the fact that you put first name do you want to add middle name and last name? If you put email address, do you want to put phone number? If you know, if you do a net promoter score, do you want a follow-up question to ask for more details about why that score is provided? So literally could set something up in a matter of minutes just based on it, the way the logic is set up to say, right, that type of question, the next one we would suggest is this because that goes together that's you know that's what we we're seeing is a is a, a combination of questions that makes sense so yeah it is it is very fast and you're right maybe i just like a challenge and that's why <laughs> that's why i didn't mind voice of the customer but yes i agree it's much easier with forms pro yeah that can always be some something then so <laughs> if i am on the forms then and i want to go to forms pro is that possible uh so so if you're already using Microsoft Forms at the moment. Yeah, and I yeah. have a question or a form there that I want to sort of know. Now it's time to move that over to Forms Pro and I want these yeah. questions with me. Yep. So good question. So at the at the moment, um, like I said, it is in um, preview mode. Um, sorry, in, in a public preview. So if you already have forms and you go ahead and you go through the process which you can right now and actually do that um do that sort of upgrade um which i, I wouldn't advise to anyone if you if it's listening if you're using regular forms at the minute in a live scenario i wouldn't suggest um going through that process until microsoft forms is out of um preview so just fyi i'm not advocating that at all um, but yeah, if you go through it and you've got forms that you've already um, created previously, they will essentially be migrated. They will be there for you. So you won't lose them. You won't have to manually move stuff over. Um, it will be part of the process that they will they will still exist there for you. So yes, it's just, which is a, um, a good thing for sure. Okay, so you opt into this and then you sort of get migrated and then you're in Forms Pro, right? That's how it yes. works. Yep, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Okay, so how does it work with emojis then? Ah, well, I've done a blog post on that. <laughs> so yeah, emojis, um, they certainly do work. They display. Um, it's a bit of a um, 
I would say finickety or pernickety. I don't know if that's a word that translates for you, but um, it, it, it's a bit of a pain. It's uh, and I've, I've mentioned that in in the video that I created for it as well, to where um, you can add them, but sometimes when you add them, it doesn't say right away. So then you have to add them a couple of times, and then and then it, they will actually display. But they do they they look good. They you know they they show up. Um, and it's to me it's 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 a bit of a bit of a joke in terms of the emoji Meg's um, nickname yeah, that somebody gave to me but it, it just feels like anytime anything is either in the news or somebody's seen an article about emojis I seem to get tagged in things all the time and it's only because of writing a, a blog post about showing them in an option set but now just just kind of to uh, amuse uh, others maybe every time I work on something new it's like oh can you use emojis in that? I don't know. Let me try it. <laughs> so it was one of the things that was on my list to try. So they yeah, do look good. That's why I asked you. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so this is a preview, a public preview. So it's just for tryouts, or what do you think about that then? Um, I think I think if you anytime you are um considering using something in in a real world business live scenario that is actually still in public preview and microsoft has said this is public preview in other words if you take part in something um that is in public preview you can you might not consider that you are taking part but essentially you are it, an extension of the the qa of Microsoft, and that's and that's fine. That's to me, I think that that's great that that's what they do, um, because we are real world end users. So it, it just again, that's why I kind of caution. It's it's not that I'm saying it doesn't work or it's not good because that's that's not the case. But when something's in public preview, it's still having work done on it, it's still having changes, it's still having bug fixes. Um, but that's our opportunity then to feed back to Microsoft and say, hey, this was a great idea, but you kind of missed the mark on this because no user would ever do this in the real world. Um, and that that's fine. Again, that's, that's part of the expectation and that's part of what Microsoft want. So when I say don't use it in a real world scenario, if you want to, go ahead, but you have to just kind of go in with your eyes open um, and know that you you get what you're not paying for if that makes sense you know it's yeah. that's that's and up the to you support at this point. is perhaps not there just yet because it's not it's not production ready it, exactly and, and if something yeah if something goes wrong um based on it's a bug or it's just not the functionality that you thought it was going to be that's kind of what you've agreed by trying something that's in in a public preview so at least that that's my opinion that's my perspective on it all right, and so how do I find it if I want to go and opt into Forms Pro? Yeah, absolutely. So if you go to um, forms.office.com, um, and then it, you'll basically be able to walk through the process, and then it, it's obviously the usual sort of mar uh, marketing landing page, um, and then you can go ahead and opt in, and then it will do a few steps, and then it will go ahead and upgrade you um, again if you are using forms uh, regular forms then i would suggest go ahead and setting up a trial um, and doing doing that just to kind of see what it is and um, and get a feel for it before you jump in with both feet yeah because this is sort of for your office 365 tenant that you opt in not yes just your sandbox or production or whatever dynamics instance it's for everyone 
It it is. Although when you when you have it set up, then um, you will have a. If you don't have dynamics, um, if you don't have CRM, then you'll just have a a default um, area for um, for Forms Pro. If you have a Dynamics 365 um, customer engagement environment, or so I have two, for example, I've got a sandbox, a sandbox, and a production. So in Forms Pro, I have a default um area for forms pro and then i also have one that's tied to sandbox and i also have one that's tied to production so if that is the case um then you could always use it just with your um sandbox environment and then you can actually there's a there's a way in which you can enable the traditional form if you will or the survey from from microsoft forms even if you've upgraded you can still kind of get back to it there's a, a little um button you can click on to do that Okay, so do you go back for your Office 365 tent or do you just go back for that environment then? Oh, I'm not sure I understand. The, can you re- rephrase the question? Okay, so the Office 365 tenant is sort of, okay, that's my domain, that's my everything. That's where yep. I have Office and, and all of that. Yeah. So if I opt in for Forms Pro my forms get upgraded because that's part of office right yes so i can't have multiple environments for your, forms your form your forms your actual the service you created or the forms you created they nothing will change about them because you've created them previously in the in the regular forms it's just that then you'll have the option to be able to instead of it being a new survey it will be a new form because in 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 microsoft forms it's surveys and quizzes um so you'll have a the ability to add a new form, but any of your previous surveys will be will be moved over. Nothing will change about them. Um, so if you did do that upgrade, you've still got the old school forms that you created. Uh, nothing will be tampered with or adjusted in in any way. All right. So if I want to know more, where can I read about this or yeah, or absolutely. Find more about it? So um, the best thing is on uh online if you go to meganvwalker.com and i've got pretty much the last i think i don't know maybe 15 blogs are all about forms pro so you can't miss them um if you go to the to the the blog area and just sort of start working backwards um on youtube um it's youtube.com forward slash meganvwalker uh, and people learn in different ways so if you just want to sit and watch watch videos on it then there is a video that accompanies each blog so you can either read it watch it do both if you wish um, or on twitter at megan v walker and then you can connect there and then um, i'm obviously sharing my content out as i've published it uh, then you were actually on stage sort of at business application summit yes. tell me a little bit about that video that you were oh in. yes the video um so uh about maybe a month and a half ago maybe even two months um i got um pulled into a a group of of people on twitter um where there was uh quite a few people that were asked if they'd like to contribute to a video that was going to be played at um at the event in atlanta that has um happened this week and it was going to be something that was, it was going to be played at you know at the end of the of the keynote oh that's cool and so we got a list of questions and the questions were things like um who is in, who is somebody that's inspired you or, or helped you out within the community what does community mean to you um 
how how have you shared, helped somebody in the community? So it's obviously very very um, focused on the community and 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 how we all kind of help each other and learn from each other and all the rest of it. So I I, I washed my hair, I put on my best dress, uh, I recorded over and over again until I was happy, and then and then sent off the videos to the person that asked for them and I didn't think anything of it. Um, I was hoping to be able to be there in person, but um, but I. I unfortunately wasn't able to go but I, all of a sudden on Monday after it had aired uh, the, the the Monday of the event and, and it had aired and I got all these messages and people sending me stuff and um, when I was able to finally sit and watch it um, I think if anyone hasn't seen it this might make me sound like really uh, silly or, 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 or an emotional person but it actually it, it did literally bring tears to my eyes because it means so much to anyone that's in the community and that has um, got to the point where they've been stuck on a project or been trying to figure something out because they wanted to, um, to you know, to gain more knowledge and to better themselves or to help somebody else. And you just reach out to somebody and then you get an answer immediately. You know, there's always so many people that are willing and able and happy and want to help you. So this video to me just comprised all of that and it really, really embodied what our community means um and for me personally it made me kind of step back and think wow it's been a pretty amazing year you know I got MVP in in May uh, May 1st this year I've been blogging for a couple of years but I haven't been doing this for that long and part of the community is how I've managed to get to this this point so it it was quite an emotional thing for me I think it meant a lot and it was a really lovely video. It was, uh, you know, let's give a shout out to whoever put that together at Microsoft. They did a really good job with that, didn't they? They did. So yeah. I will include the link to that video in the show yeah. notes. So in case everyone forgot or missed it, they can find it right there. Yeah, fantastic. I'm glad you. I'm glad you brought that up because it was a. It was a powerful video. Yeah. Thank you for your participation in Serum Rocks, Megan Walker. You're welcome. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me on and uh, getting the chance to uh, to chat. And thanks to you listening. And don't forget, you can comment and subscribe. Just search for CM Rocks and you will find it right there. See you next time on CM Rocks.